On today's show, how musicians can build a better relationship with their audience. Cue title sequence. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Thank you for spending uh, the next 30 minutes or thereabouts with us. Hopefully by the end of today's episode, you'll have got a massive chunk of information which is going to be useful to you in terms of bettering your music marketing. Thanks very much for watching this on the, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is available in an audio form. We say this every week. So if you like listening to things as well as watching it... Is, is this available on Apple Music as well? It, it, it's available on Apple Podcasts. Mm. It's available on the Spotify's. I've just realised I could probably come done with blowing my nose before we started, but we'll carry on. It's just rock and roll. The show must go on, as Freddie Mercury once said. So, uh, can you remember... Already you dropped a Queen reference. Well, you know, you, these things have got to be done. Can you remember back to last week, Greg, when we were talking about giving away free content, perhaps in volume, in order to build an audience? Yes. It was, you know, a great example of somebody doing so. But I know there's probably quite a few people out there going, how am I ever... You know, if I'm constantly giving away free stuff, how am I ever going to be making any money out of what I do. Somebody did write a comment on that. Did they? In terms of which I, um, I should put forward to you afterwards. But it kind of sang okay. along the same. Well, yeah, well, well, that's, that's, well, well, the thing about music making in 2019, as we're recording this, is that the point of making money used to be right at the very first instance perhaps in terms of the old way of, the only way to get hold of music was to actually go out and physically buy it. Now we can sort of stream it for free and obviously we'd only get a small percentage of what we, we normally would have got in the first instance yeah. in, a, in the form of a streaming royalty. So really what's happened is the monetization of music is very much, it's been kicked into the long grass as, as you know, you might use a, a footballing expression and terminology. But that's not to say we can't monetize our music and there are a couple of ways initially to add value to your music. One of them is via the form of branding. We've already discussed branding. I think that was 30 Minute Music Marketing episode eight. Could be. I believe. I, I will that. try and find this one this time and put a link can, in the bottom. You can put a link. And the, and the other one is... Actually, I can do that now. By you, yeah, by you, that's you at home, having a relationship with your audience. Now, a lot of you out there are thinking, oh, goodness me. How do I go about doing that? Well, that's what we're here to do today. We've got four individual uh, topic areas to look at. Yep. Um, really, in summary, I would probably say if you're in a relationship with somebody, it's probably easier to get them to do what you want them to do. Poor analogy, right, Greg? You're walking down the street yep. and you ask a general passerby, can you lend me £10? That passerby will go, well, I, I don't really know who you are from Adam. The, you, who are you to me? I'm not going to give you £10. However, if you were to approach me and say, Sheldon, can I have £10? Well, A, that would probably happen anyway. <laughs> Knowing how, how, how cash-strapped no. he... Well, no, I wouldn't because... 
myself and Greg have got a long-standing friendship. We've known each other for ages and ages. You know, we've been through some tough scrapes together, mm -hmm. you know, some jolly adventures. And because we've got, you know, a, a great relationship with each other, then th the act of me slipping Greg at £10 or £20 is, is, is going to be absolutely nothing whatsoever. So it, it's, it's almost like trying to build the same sort of friendship, the same sort of relationship with your audience so that when you do ask them for some money, so it, that may well be in the case of uh, when you're releasing a piece of merch, when you ask them to try and uh, come to a gig, or when you do actually release an album, maybe even though they could stream it for free, if you built up a significant relationship with them over a period of time, maybe the time that particular album has been in a gestation period, even though they could get it for free, they will reward you for that relationship and actually buy it outright because the relationship between yourself and your audience is so strong. So it's not, ah, now it's all starting to fall into place. Okay. Okay, so what is point number one, Greg? Okay, point number one is take an interest in your audience. Take an interest in your audience. So what do we mean by that? Well, it's what I tend to find in terms of the social media for a lot of DIY musicians and artists, it's very much a one-way conversation. It's very much the artist in question almost using social media as uh, an either informational or an instructional platform. So in other words, it's telling people where they're going to be playing next, um, please watch this video, advert. Uh, please stream this music, advert. advert, and it's really concentrating solely on the artists themselves making requests or giving out information which is of the benefit of the artist rather than the person at home. So it's what I like to call, I should really get, put a TM next to this, social me-me media. It's all about you, isn't it? And the thing about social media is that the clue is in the first word of the title, in that it should be social. That's really what it was invented for. It was meant, it meant for normal people to, to have social interactions, first and foremost. And it's only companies and organisations and brands who basically cottoned onto the fact that there was an audience on here that they could use to exploit and, and try and make money from. So if we try and look at social media as a as a social platform, first and foremost. And one of the ways that you can do that on the, well, in fact, before I go any further, there's a chap called Dale Carnegie who wrote the very famous book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Okay. And he says, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. <laughs> the only thing is most people's favorite subject or topic of conversation is themselves. Well, that's not to say you can't talk oh, about okay. yourself, but not exclusively. Because, you know, if, if I was on a date with, with a new partner and sort of, you know, maybe, you know, internet chatting and you make up for the first time, and if, if I was to sit down and just talk about myself for two hours over the course of a meal and some drinks afterwards. That would be pretty boring and that would probably be the only date I went on with that particular person. The classic thing, if you're on any sort of date, is to go, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And then instantly it's like, oh, all right, this particular person's interested in me. And, and that's the thing, if, if you as an artist are interested in your audience, then it's sort of like you're showing interest in them first, they're more likely to show an interest in you. And that's how you get 
people on board. So, I mean, thanks for the dating advice. I don't well, know if there's a reason for that. I, I, I don't uh, know. Might be topical. Who knows? Might be. Uh, so, in terms of both, I, th I hear a lot from bands that they seem to think that their audience knows nothing. No, nothing in what respect? About music. Or well, you don't necessarily have to talk about music, right? So, for example, every now and again on my social media platforms, I might say to my audience, uh, first off, I might wish them, you know, on a Friday, it's like, oh, have a great weekend. Uh, you know, what's everybody up to? And it, it's almost like the sort of thing that you might do to your, the sort of conversations yeah. that you'd have with your friends. You might, you know, value their opinions. So you could, for example, say, what's everybody listening to at the moment? So if someone was to ask that of me, I'd tell them the, uh, you know, how much I like the new Hot Chip album, which is very That's good. Have you listened to it? I know. I'll get, I'll get him onto it. I'll get him onto it. I've not been listening to much music at all recently. You should do. It's, it's great. So, uh, uh, you know, and the, the great thing is that most social media platforms, in terms of uh, getting information from your audience and, and inquiring as to, as to their particular interests. I mean, Twitter and Facebook have both got polls. You can do quizzes in Instagram stories. And rather than just telling people, oh, here's some information about me, here's a request, watch this particular video of mine. It's like, knock all that to one side and just asks, you know, it's like, you know, what was the last thing you saw at the pictures? That, that could be a great thing because everyone's got their own individual answer. And then for every answer that comes in, you could, you could chat about, oh, if someone says the, the latest Spider-Man film, you could go, oh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it any good? And you can start a natural conversation. And heaven forbid, you're actually talking to people like they're real people rather than just customers. A lot of people seem to this idea of chatting about something other than music is a bit alien. Well, it shouldn't be because the people at the other end on the Twitters and the Instas, they are people at the end of the day. Yeah. So maybe if musicians thought of their, their fans as rather than one great amorphous blob of, of people, rather than, you know, think of them more as, as Dave, and Suzanne and Ellie as normal people. And maybe if you start having normal conversations with those people, you might find that they, you know, they get on board a yeah. whole lot more and a whole lot better. Even just something as simple and, um, for example, uh, the comedian, Panaming Innis, when he's on Twitter, when he wakes up, he'll, he'll log on to Twitter and the first thing he'll do is, is wish all his followers good morning. That's, like, that's nice. Yeah, human. You know, not thinking of, uh, you know, how much money can I make from my audience today in terms of getting them to stream something? How about just be polite and nice and wish someone a, a very, you know, a, a nice day? Or even if, you know, even if you're out on a, a morning walk, I sometimes go for a morning walk, and rather than just taking a photo and going, oh, here's, here's my particular view, use that photo as a view to, you know, to say this is what my morning is like you know, what's yours, or have a, you know, have a great morning, everyone, and uh, just be nice to people. There you go. So taking an interest in your fans, the people who follow you on social media, Facebook, Twitters, the Instas, and even the comments on your YouTube videos, 
if anybody makes some sort of comment that uh, needs a reply, you need to uh, get on your keyboard and reply to that particular person and then, if necessary, carry on a conversation for as long as necessary. And the thing is that there's, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people out there going, oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make music here. Everything I do, it, everything you suggest, Sheldon, seems to take me away from actually making my music. Mm, yes. But it's, it's, it's all to do with, right, you're making your music, you want an audience out there to actually appreciate it. So, so what you need to do is, as a DIY artist, you need to invest some time and make those connections. And the thing is, if, if somebody out there makes an outreach to you, the very least you can do is reciprocate that back. Now, I'm gonna throw this uh, over to you, Greg. You know your, well, here we go again. Who's your favorite musical artist? I've got several, but... Um, uh, you know the one I mean. Yes, BT. BT. So Greg here likes BT, the electronic artist BT. Now, whenever you reply on one of BT's videos or, or his social media posts and BT replies to you, how does that make you feel? Makes me feel. It actually makes me know. It lets me know that he knows I exist. He knows you exist, and not only that, he was willing to take a moment out of his day to do he'll, a little bit of a chat write, to you. He'll even write posts and tag me in it. Will he really? Yeah. And that makes you feel great, doesn't it? And that's it. So you don't necessarily realise the effect that your reply might have on people. So a Hollywood film score producer. Uh, messaging me? Message, not, mess not, not messaging, not messaging you. There's not that much into no, you. But in terms of like literally making the effort, and you're kind of going, that, that's pretty cool. So, and, and here's another thing, right? Uh, I went on to uh, Taylor Swift's Instagram earlier on. Now, how many followers she's got? Quite a few. 119 million. She can't respond to all of those, can she? She can't respond to pretty much any of them. I would imagine every post gets about 50,000 comments, so she can't reply to a single one. Whereas if you post something, you know, on the Instas or, or on the Facebooks, you might only get two or three replies. But the great thing is, is that gives you an opportunity to personally reply to each and every one of those people. So you can do something better. You can do something that Taylor Swift can't. Now, how does that make you feel? then I'm probably not sure at the moment. Well, I, I it, understand that, what you're yeah, you Yeah, you are at a, a more an advantage than one of the, than the biggest superstars in the I world. I think there is a definite authenticity when you're able to, you know, with uh, an idea that I was speaking to you, and it's about choosing bands that you know purposefully will be probably the ones that answer their own Facebook pages, and they, the ones that, you know, you are um, more likely to get a response from rather than, Two bigger artists where you know that, in all honesty, you could send them a message and you'll never hear anything back. But the, yeah, the, the thing is, the thing I, I'd like to look at, I mean, because some of the posts that my band do and some of the videos that do, they, you know, they can go viral and that can result in potentially thousands of either comments or people tagging in other people. And it might take me an absolute age to get through them all. But the thing I always think is that there was a time when literally nobody, you know, in terms of all my other musical projects, virtually nobody knew that either myself or my band existed. And the one thing that I wanted was, 
you know, a, a reaction and a reach out from mm. people. So now that I've got it, I just can't, you know, I can't go, oh, well, I, I can't necessarily be bothered for That's any of that point. because it's the one thing I always wanted. So I am, yeah, I've got to just make sure. Right, yeah. Uh, do, you think, sh- go on. do you think there's a cut-off point? There will have to be a point whereby if it stops you doing what you're doing, what I have to do is I just have to make sure, and what I'd like to do is over the course of a day, I mean, last week I had about 10, no, 10 or 12 individual adverts running, advertising shows, bringing people's attention to to music videos, and I was constantly throughout the day just chipping in as soon as something is was somebody posted a comment, I uh, I replied back. So so it, it it it's manageable for me at the moment, and we have a fairly modest sort of size. But you know, it, it, I would imagine that the majority of of people out there don't even have as as much of a I was I was going to call it a problem. It's not even an issue. Uh, uh, you know, as, as much of a commitment as I have to replying to. to to my audience, and up, up until then, I mean, if if for whatever reason, you know, my band got absolutely interstellar, and it was unnecessary, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I would just employ the services of a, a social media manager, and I would pay for them to reply, so people would still get a reply. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, my next question, I suppose, is: is uh, would you answer um, as the message is sent, or do you leave it for a window where you can then answer them all in one go? Um, uh, I, it's it's w- whatever I'm necessarily doing at that moment in time. For example, um, Friday night, watching a film, the wife will say, "Put that phone away." <laughs> all right, all right. So just get round to it sort of when you can. And may, it may well be that if someone's you know made some sort of an inquiry in your uh, DMs, it, it might have to be preceded by, oh, sorry, we've been able to get back to you for such and such a period of time. I've been I've been doing this. So it, 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 it's best practice, you know, to to reply as as quickly as you can. But if you can't, just just make apologies. So, number three. Number three. Which I suppose is an extension. We've already talked about it a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's a better, yeah. Is give them your time. Time is the most precious thing you can give somebody. It, it, you know, you'd, you'd love more time in the day to do stuff. Yes. So would I. So if people can see you giving them your time, that's something that they will really appreciate now myself as a you know as a performer my band at the end of each and every show we will go out to the merch stall and for anyone who stays behind we will sign things and we will have a chat to people and we will take selfies and we've done that pretty much even though we've been going 12 years for each and every show whether that's a big show whether it's a small show we've done that as a again as a courtesy to our audience we're always of the mindset of if somebody's you know paid a, a moderate amount of money and their hard-earned money on us the very least we can do is reciprocate that and i did hear i used to hear uh, tales of uh, daniel o'donnell whenever he played the manchester uh, arena yeah. at, at a friend who uh, who used to work there he'd apparently stay for hours really yeah but it was oh. it was the, the really hardcore super fans all the grannies who apparently used to go um at every concert, they would literally go along the merch stall going, I'll have one of them, I'll have one of them, 
I'll have one of them. You've got to look after your customers. You've got to look after your customers. So, um, as I say, uh, something like a, uh, just going to the merch stalls. So it may well be that during the course of your set, go, um, thanks very much for coming tonight. I'd really love to to meet each and every one of you. So, uh, you know, get back to the merch stall. Don't even necessarily say, well, you're there, buy a CD. Just just go for the... um, Go for the basis that you want to spend some time with them and, you know, you can start to build uh, relationships. From there, you could do things such as um, one of the things that I'll be doing this weekend is I've got a wedding video to record for somebody who, congratulations on getting married. I've got a birthday video that I'm going to be doing for somebody who's requested a birthday video and all these little things. If it's one of your fans' uh, birthdays, you could even write them a little song. You know, just all you need to do is get your phone out, strum a little something, send them a nice little video message. Again, incrementally, all these things take time. But the fact that you've taken time out of your day to do something for your fans, and by giving that to your fans and your audience, they're really going to appreciate that. So, and again, it may well be that, and in a couple of months' time, when you say, "All right, I'm coming to, uh, I'm coming to your town," or um, releasing my uh, my next album, they're going to be hopefully more inclined to uh, to put their hands in the pocket. Because you've given a damn, so hopefully they will give a yeah, damn. Yeah, it's a you know, it's a that's a very succinct way of saying that. So, yep. number four. Yes. It sounds like a little bit that we're going against what we said in point number one. All right, yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of tell them more about yourself. Right, well, what I, I sometimes see with um, people on Twitter and Facebook as well is people um, ask questions of their audience and they don't really receive much of a reply. Now, that might be because maybe their audience size isn't uh, large enough in the first place to to, uh, elicit a response. But I think to a certain degree, what you have to do in the first instance is you might have to explain a little bit more about yourself. You have to open up and maybe sort of tell people. So the, the analogy I always use here is in terms of your songwriting, songs are, you know, are important. for anyone who writes songs, songs are really important. They're the reflections of, of personalities and feelings and experiences. And if you can... Positive ar- and negative. Positive and negative. If you can ar- you know, articulate how those songs have come into being and if you can open up with people and, I was going to say expose yourself, but not not like that... But if you know, if if you can tell, almost by by doing so, by articulating all these things, you can almost like tell people about yourself through this sort of songwriting process. You're almost making the first move into into sort of being open. And it, 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 for a case for a lot of lot of people, you might necessarily have to do that before they your audience in turn. Is is more sort of open and frank and communicative with you. So it's what happens if people aren't comfortable doing that. Well, you know, there are going to be sort of different levels, but um, there was, and I might even send you this as a uh, as a JPEG. It's all right, we're keeping you up. Sorry, I did not <laughs> sleep very well last night, viewers. Rock and roll, everybody. Right, so I might even send you this as as way of an example um, when uh, Adele. Uh, released her last album. She didn't release a, a press release as such, 
but she um, released uh, an open letter as to her level of experiences that she went through between recording her last album and recording this album. Mm -hmm. And she was more or less sort of saying, this is the sort of stuff that's been happening to me. So she's being open and frank with her audience, it, as if to say, this is this is almost like the journey that I've been on yeah. between two albums, and therefore that's why I've written the songs that I have. And in doing so, we can learn a little bit about, uh, more about her and her personality. And I think by reading that, you get a better idea of where she's coming from. And I almost feel, you know, by reading that, I felt a little bit more drawn. Build a stronger connection. Stronger connection. So again, if, if again, there's, there's going to be different sort of levels, and again, people will be making different sort of music. But if you if you go some way to be frank and open and honest with people in the first instance, and, and you know the, the sort of music that, that myself and my band makes, it's not necessarily confessional in any way. But you know, we are sort of we are open and we are honest, and we're. we're I think it, it, you I talk think that, about, you share real-world experiences, yeah. probably more so in your material than hard... Unless Bernard really did have an affair with the girl from Bargain Booth. Uh, that's, that's not for me to say. But, yeah, but, you know, if, if, if you can be frank and you can be open with, with yourself in terms of your communications, maybe if you can just be real, you know, if you can, if you can keep it real, rather than having a, uh, an artificial... Um, Thing about yourself, and I know a lot of uh, young bands who like to uh, play the role of rock stars and you know walk into venues with, with sort of sunglasses. And sometimes there's an occasional band that can pull that off, and they have a, a quick meteoric rise to success. But I know a lot of them don't, and it, you know that's that's possibly the wrong way to go about it. If, for example, they were a lot more open and a lot more honest, maybe about the situation, about being a struggling um, artist and how difficult it is to be a uh, an unsigned DIY band, you know, trying to make it to the top. It's it's those sort of frank expressions and communications that might bring people closer to you because that you know they can see who you are as real people yeah. rather than than you know a, a, an artificial false representation of somebody who you aren't necessarily. Okay. Have we got point number five? We Was haven't that... got a point number five. We've only got four fantastic oh, points right, only four. Wow. for the audience at home. So take an interest in your audience. Don't focus so much about yourself. Think more about your audience, their opinions. Put the focus on them. Uh, reply to all your comments, whether it be DMs, or uh, you know, replies to uh, uh, all your Facebook or your Twitter posts. Give people your time at the merch stall or even online. Take time out of your day to do something for your audience. That really does make a big difference. It really does. And uh, be open and honest and don't be afraid of telling people about yourself and your journey and how things are within your world. And maybe in doing so, that might make making people a little bit more approachable and they might feel more comfortable communicating maybe similar things towards uh, towards you. 
So let us know how you get on with these. Try some out. Let us see. Uh, tell us your experience. Is there anything that you've done um, within your music career that you found to be successful in order to uh, build relationships with uh, people? Because because it is difficult. Because you know they are sometimes just um, you know I know um, in terms of thumbnails you might see the name of you know. Jeffrey Spoggs, and he's you know he is just a, a, a tiny little thumbnail on your computer. How do you how yeah. do you begin to form a relationship? Is there is there anything that you've done in the past in order to uh, make an online relationship and turn it into a into a real world one? Let us know. Cool. Right. Thanks very much for watching Thank slash you. streaming slash listening. Um, if you've got any ideas for our future episodes, put them in the comments below, and we will see you next week. Thanks very much. Tally bye. Bye bye.